1: Keegan's potential is so unlimited at this point I mean his I I can definitely see him as an all-star at some point like there's no doubt in my mind that that ceiling is so high for him
0: And, and yeah Chris Duarte's got NBA experience and he's a good player um but Colby Jones just does stuff that I've never seen Chris Duarte do
2: but I think there's like a prejudice against Sasha Vazenkov just because he's a European player. And so they think he's just going to be a turnstile. The dude is physical and it's not like he can't move his feet. He, he seemed to have at least average athleticism. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Sacramento Kings podcast. I'm your co-host, Daily, and my other co-host, the OG, Jill Edge, is still on hiatus taking care of business. Um, this episode was recorded right after the Kings' loss to the Chicago Bulls in Summer League. Um, I took the conversation to Twitter Spaces. I want to shout out everyone who participated. The conversation actually went... Um, a little long, but it was really fun. And so I decided to break it up into two parts. This is part one. So enjoy.
3: Yo. What's up, man? How you been? Uh, I'm chilling. Getting to that like boring part of the off season where like, you know, even the guys I wanted to see in summer league are like starting to wind it down. Like even like Keda, you know, is he's done. Um and a lot of the other rookies that got drafted high, so I mean I'm like kind of like half paying attention to like the other teams, but I'm still like dialed into whatever the Kings are doing.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm looking at all the second year players now and you know, the Dalen Terries and and the Keon Ellis's and people like that. So I, I'm cool with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it too. I um I felt like uh Slosson showed like flashes tonight but i i just i really want to see like a full game of him like actually putting it together and you know have it kind of reflected in the stat line you know hopefully even
2: yeah he just doesn't get touches or anything he's he's on the floor he's just doing the little things which is totally fine um but yeah it's not like they're running anything through him uh i'm impressed with Mike Dom though for real and i know this is just summer league and all that but he'll get an opportunity somewhere he could shoot and he's big. So it's like, why not? You know what I mean? What's up, Manny? Good to see you.
3: Yeah. He's been a bright spot. Jordan Ford is playing crazy. I'm really uh, impressed by just his ability to finish at the rim with his like size, not being, you know, anything that, that spectacular. Um, it's it's like every time he drives to the rim now. I'm assuming that he's gonna hit a little floater. He's gonna like he just has like a really nice like kind of mid range in between game. I feel like.
2: No, he does good things. It's just unfortunately, I need to see him do this in the Thomas and Mack. Every time every time he's went off, it's been in, in the Cox Pavilion. So, <laughs> um I want to see it with different sight lines in the bigger arena. and in and, and you know I know everybody loves him and, and St. Mary's people love him, but. All right, let's see you do this in the Thomas and Mack. I don't even know if we're going to play in there again. Because uh, the, the last game, you know, where we lost,
3: uh, he didn't play well at all, you know? Yeah, true. that. Are you still there? No, I meant like, are oh, you still, no. <laughs> uh, did you go out to Summerlin? No,
2: yeah, I went for uh, Friday and then I came back. I, it was just a quick trip. I, I just wanted to see the Kings oh, and Wembley. Uh, it just had to be done. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I mean the Wimby thing was a big deal, obviously. So being able to say that you were a part of that is something it was cool crazy
2: because like fools were literally standing for his warm ups. Like they didn't sit down. He he got a big pop when they when he came out and just making layups and whatever uh in, in the warm up line. Um and he played well and, and you would have to have watched the game to know that and, and so many people hated on him just by looking at the box score. then not to mention there's a whole anti-Wemby contingent now uh, because of Brittany. And it's like, come on, it's, it's ridiculous. And and Brian, I I know you want to get in here to talk about Jordan Ford and and, and preach that gospel. Uh, I will say Javon Freeman Liberty is a stud. Um, I haven't tracked him at all this summer league, but yeah, he impressed me. Dale and Terry did Dale and Terry things. As I've tweeted, I wanted the Kings to get him. He's just a really good utility guy with great passing. And then I'm jealous. I, I want the Kings to have a big body like Adama Sanogo. Um, and I know we have Kata, but I think he's going to be in the G League. I just wish we had a deterrent like that uh, on our bench um, to fill in. Trey Lyles is yeah, not I mean- that guy defensively. Uh, maybe maybe he worked on it in the off season who knows um
3: but yeah Yeah, i I hope that len len becomes something that you know what what we saw at the end of the year becomes like the the norm or maybe not the norm but just you know like hopefully he can just stay healthy you know um and become an actual like presence because they're gonna need him a lot there's a lot of like size in the west obviously and there's going to be a lot of nights that Trey Lyles at the five is not going to cut it.
2: Yeah. It's just matchups, right? Yeah. Like I'll, I'll I'll take that Trey Lyles at the five against Rudy Gobert any day. That was a fun game. And, uh, you know, it depends. We'll put him in there if there's a rim protector or something and and he'll draw them out. So, uh, that would be the case. But again, you know, I wouldn't put him in there against, let's say Jalen Dern or someone like that. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Yeah, I was going to ask, too. I don't know if you saw at all anybody else uh, from the team that was there besides Keegan tonight. Was it just him that they showed?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I would have to look on Twitter. I, I you
3: know, I was watching the game, but,
2: yeah, we'll see if other people were on the bench. Um, I just imagine everyone's out there training, but who knows?
3: Yeah. I thought it was so cool how uh, Davion was there one of the days, like, for like four or five games in a row it seemed like he was just oh, like, with it, his like, ball right yeah yeah it, it's just it's really cool i mean he is obvious how much he loves the game and it's kind of reflected in like everything he does Man, just on and off the court
2: i just hope he shows up that jump shot davion with a three davion with a mid-range he is going to be a starting point guard for some other team
3: yeah yeah, well, I, the the thing that I uh, kind of worries me is, like, I don't feel like he's going to get enough reps to be able to kind of, like, get in a groove and get comfortable. And I do think that that, like, kind of influences guys' uh, shooting numbers sometimes, you know, based off of, like, you know, how long they're out there for, you know, when they get pulled, all that type of stuff. And
2: it doesn't help that, you know, Monk's there, too. And I love Monk as well. Um,
3: but it's like, if, if Monk and Davion were
2: just one player, they'd be the perfect player, right? Yeah, playmaking. Yeah. Uh, you have someone in Monk who's super ignitable, but then you have the defense in, in Davion. And that's the one thing about the Kings. It's like, can we have a two-way player, please? You know, and I, I, I think potentially it, it, it might just be Keegan. You know, we know we could do, he we, he could do offensively, but then um, defense, he's, he's like average and maybe just above average.
3: Yeah. I think that uh, the jump that Uh, we could really actually potentially see is um, is uh, like seeing Fox have like a big uh, defensive jump next year, just because I mean it was already like the number one offense of all time statistically or whatever. Right. And they just, you know, added like two potentially uh, lethal, you know, Duarte and um, and Beznikov to, to the equation Uh, that would, you would assume that would take like a lot of uh, the load off of Fox to where he can just kind of like, you know, dial in uh, on the other side of the ball a lot more. And he'll just be able to like, you know, you know, uh, spend more of that energy, I guess, like, you know, locking his guy down. And, you know, I guess previous years he didn't have that luxury because, you know, they were relying on him to score like 27, 28 a night.
2: Uh, Well, I might see Herter step up defensively as well. So, Everybody yeah, sure. helps. You know what I mean? Uh, Manny, what's going on now?
1: What's going on, man?
2: Can you hear me? Yeah. What would you think about the oh. game? What are your takeaways?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I'm just curious now, like, with a couple of spots left, unless another, you know, they're out there looking for something else or another trade. You know, I'm a Bulls fan, too, so it was good to see both teams, but uh, I don't expect much out of the Bulls this year, so. I'm definitely more concentrating on the Kings. Uh, where do you, where do you think the the last couple spots, do you think they're going to, I don't think it's Queda. I don't think, uh, I just don't see it. I I, 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 I think my reflection of him is what a lot of people is the frustration of. I see the same thing from him every year. I see the flashes, the inconsistencies. I, he's got the body. He's got the athletic uh, skill set, but I just don't, he hasn't put it all together, and at this point, I I hope he makes that jump at some point. But I feel like this is who he's going to be for his career.
2: Oh, he's still I, young though, man. Like you I know, know what I mean. I, I it it takes about three or four years. Some people.
1: I to, get it, really and I, I'm hoping for that. I'm hey, I'm hoping for that jump at some point because I think he's invaluable if he makes that jump. Um, but how much? I mean, for you, what do you? How much longer? do you think they're going to give him? It's not left?
2: like they're paying him any money. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's on a two way and, and that's totally fine. Or I think they, I forget what his situation is, but I think they're just going to wait and see. And I hope they have patience with him. That's all I can say. No, I agree. I think, I think
1: they can afford to do that for now. Um, and I agree with you on, on Davion. Like all he's missing is that jumper he gets that jumper, he's a bona fide starting point guard somewhere, whether it's here or not, or whether he's a valuable piece to get us that missing piece that takes us to that next level. I think that's a possibility. I love him. I hope he's in sack, you know, but, but at some point I do think if he, if he, if he hits that level, obviously he's never going to replace uh Fox in the starting lineup. Then I think that's that you have to, Use him as a trading chip to get you, maybe that other big man or that next small forward, if mes- or power forward, I should say.
2: But- yeah, that's gonna hurt, man. Um, I don't want to see Davion go, but I don't, I can't hate if he wants to get that opportunity. Right. You know what I mean? And I, and he has that spark in that. eye. I know that he knows that his potential. He could, with his potential, he could do more. And I see it, I um, and it's kind of weird how some people have this low ceiling on him, but I I, I think mm-hmm. he could do serious things. You know what I mean?
1: It, he's got that drive. Like, he's got that work ethic and that drive where if he doesn't, and you know, obviously we don't want that, but it's not for the lack of trying or, or the lack of the training. It just, it, it's just it's going to be whatever it is. But his ceiling is so high to me because of that work ethic.
2: Well, and then look at it when you watch him play. He could get separation. He could get anywhere on the court. It's True. just a matter of making his shots. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, yeah, I'm not going to lie. He does get targeted sometimes. Any six six person that he guards, and he can guard them on the perimeter, but once they back him down nine times out of ten, they always go midi on him with a turnaround fadeaway. Whoever has that weapon usually gets it automatically just because, you know, he's so short. Uh, Manny, what's up, man? Um what do you think about Dale Terry, man? I've always liked him. I've tracked him uh, since he was a draft prospect. I, I've watched him at Arizona. He's dope to me, man.
1: I like him a lot. I think he has a, a lot of potential on that team, especially because they're just where, where, where he can do for them, especially now with ball gone and probably never going to see him again. Um, I think he he has a great fit on that team, and I think he's only going to get better and better. I just need them to be able to – I think – I really would have loved to see them at the trade deadline last year just admit that they tried to put a contender out there. It didn't work because Ball couldn't stay healthy for the most part and just traded those pieces away and started all over instead of continuing doing what they're doing. And I and I think he's a, he would be a great centerpiece to um, – to that next where they're that next group that's coming in i i hope he gets all the opportunity in the world because i surely think the skill level is there his core i love his core vision i love his tenacity i i I definitely think he can be a starter but he just needs that opportunity so
2: last season you know i i I didn't watch the bulls as much as i wanted to did he come off the bench for y'all or or what not he he was very they
1: fluctuated his minutes
2: just on that rookie sheet right like
1: yeah. Basically. Down in,
2: in, in probably your G League and then come back up and okay.
1: Yes. All right. I I get it. And I think at this point you, you can't do that with him. Like he's he's he needs to be he needs to be in the rotation. You need to give him and I just don't know if they're gonna do that because I feel like they're still in their eyes for whatever reason still committed to they think that they're on the levels of the Milwaukee and the and I, I and the, you know, Bostons that, that they can make a run. And I don't see it. I don't see Levine, – Levine is definitely not the man. I think he'll be a good – I think he'd be a good two or three option. He's not a one option. DeRozan, he had that one first great year for the Bulls, and we all knew it, it was going to plateau at some point just because of age. I, I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. I'm not a fan of what they're doing right now, but I think by – I think a lot of those players are going to be up for sale by the time uh, All-Star break comes. So I, I don't know who – if you had to look at that team, is there anybody that you think Zach would be interested in taking off that team? Uh,
2: I know we've tried to get Zach Lafine. We've given him a qualifying yeah. offer in the past, so I remember um, that. You know, but yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's a great third option.
3: That was that was the the uh, the Vlade uh, regime, right. Though, right?
2: That's I don't think yeah. he's a money yep. guy at all.
3: Yeah, I don't think so either. But I mean, I don't know. I've mentioned DeRozan as an option before in the past, and I I. From what I gather, it seems like there's a lot of Kings fans that think that, like the way he plays and the way Fox play would kind of clash, um, like the areas Over, overlapping successful. skill sets, right? Yeah, yeah, and that he couldn't really just like play off Fox, and like maybe it would be just a rough. It, fit. I don't know,
2: man. You put those two middlemakers in the playoffs, and they could get anywhere on yeah, the court. They'll, it figure, it out, right? they'll figure It would just be mid-range assassins all day long.
1: And DeRozan's a professional. Like, he's not he's not one of those, I need to have the ball in my hands. Last year, he, he, if you watch them when they play towards the end of the year in the playoffs, he deferred to to Zach a lot, trying to let him be the man. And Zach didn't seem like he wanted to be the man at times. Like, he was very hesitant. And DeRozan was kept trying to encourage him to do, take the shots, make those moves. And so I think with him and Fox, I, I – I dismissed that. I think they would be so good together, and that veteran presence of somebody like him on on this team, I think can do is can be so invaluable.
2: I mean, this is dumb, but uh, I mean, I think the the greatest wing pairing for Fox would be like OG and Anobi, which is, I think oh, that's yeah. a done deal. I mean, that would be a dream pairing for almost every every team in the league. Oh, for sure. So, but I don't think that's and gonna the, happen.
3: the the issue too, though, kind of with bringing in like a DeRozan type is. Uh, one of the reasons why I had a hard time kind of um, kind of like seeing how the Kuzma thing would work uh, because it, it seems like they want uh, Keegan to take a step forward as far as like assertiveness and like running the offense and stuff and being more a part of that, and, you know, getting shots up. Does that really happen if you add like a Kuzma or you add like a DeRozan? I mean, it, if anything, it, it's going to uh, eat into the shots that he's getting, the shots Herder's getting, you know. All these other guys that they want to see more out of
1: Keegan's potential is so unlimited at this point. I mean, his i I can definitely see him as an all star at some point. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that that ceiling is so high for him. And I, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if at the end of his career he wasn't a multi multi time all star. Yeah, you know, easily and a- averaging anywhere from. Tw- 20 to about 24 to 25 points. A but
2: I, I think he needs this makeup of the Kings right now. I think Mike Brown yes. needs to be his coach for most of his career. Hopefully they extend him on Mike Brown and he becomes our Jerry Sloan, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they just have to have the right pieces. Um, and which is why I think like if we're thinking about Keegan's development in, in moving this team forward, like I really did want Nas Reed on our team uh, over the summer he wouldn't demand the ball too much he would just be that huge guy athletic that would be a deterrent um and help sabonis out and he would shoot threes and he could do a lot more but he's not like a kuzma or a derozan that would need the ball a little more than right like you were saying you know what i mean
3: Yeah, having—I mean, there there were uh, points that Manny was making though about like the veteran leadership and all that stuff that can like kind of really help take the team over the top in the playoffs, and you know that certainly has its worth, but uh, it also has to just like make sense on the court together, or else it's just throwing a bunch of names basically, you know, together and just assuming it's going to work. Yeah, one hundred.
1: I was really surprised. And sitting back, especially reading your guys' comments on Twitter during the free agency period and all that, and watching fans' reactions and and uh, here and I get everybody wants to be great right away, right? Like, give me all your top free agents. I don't care how much it costs. Blah blah blah. And it's like, no, like, in Monty, we trust. He' doing it the right way. He's looking at the at it long term wise, which is the way you should be building it. It's it's, it's stability and staying uh, and just being able to not just do this in a flash and make the playoffs a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got this inflated payroll where now you've got to start trading guys away. Like, no, this is the way that you build for the, for the long haul, especially in a city like Sacramento. And if you don't see out there, what you really need or what you want, then you wait. There's always the trade deadline. There's always letting this group keep on gelling and going into the next off season and keep adding to it, but don't overpay and don't overreact to what the situation is. Yeah, 100%. And
2: I'll say this, and then I want uh, I want to hear from Paulitz Burner, but he's never going to do what we want them to do. <laughs> he always <laughs> zags when we want him to zig. But right. whatever he does, it's the most sensible right move, in, in, which is why we, we think he's a genius and we love him. As long as the success comes... You know what? Go ahead and, and make these low-key lateral – like we think they're lateral moves, but, you know, they help us in the long run. Um, and, and, yeah, we just have to expect this team's success to be a slow burn instead of like, um, you know, some overnight sensation. And even though we kind of were an overnight sensation – you know, it's it's always baby steps with this team. And he's not going to, like, make a big splash unless he really has to. And I don't know if he's ever going to do that. Uh, but, you know, the summer's not over yet. Pollard's burner, man. What's going on?
0: What's up, everybody? Enjoying the conversation so far? Um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to add the thing about Keegan that I don't know if people realized, like, before he, you know, was in the NBA, is his ability to be coached is abil- is an ability in and of itself um like i mean you saw it firsthand just in his rookie season like when mike really got on his ass about rebounding like the very next game he had like 9 rebounds or something like he went from 0 to 9 like he's it's almost like sometimes what he needs to do doesn't dawn on him you know on his own accord and it takes someone pointing it out to him but then he's like oh okay i'll just go do that and he has so much talent. Um, I think I thought it was so crazy when he was drafted. Every, you know, there were a lot of um, talking heads that were like, "Oh, you know, NBA ready, ready to contribute, but probably already at his ceiling." And I was like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Like, again, I, I didn't even know Keegan's ability to take strides like this was something that he had. Um, but even I, even before he played a minute on the floor, I was like, "There's no way. Like, there's no way this is already his ceiling." Um, he's gonna get better. Um, so I'm, mean, yeah, just if this is what he can do with one off season, hanging out with our with our best player, and just you know putting in the time, working with Luke, working with Mike. Um, like they said, the sky's the limit for Keegan. Um, the the narrative has changed so quickly, overnight. Uh, you know, regarding Keegan, from a guy who is always already at his ceiling to oh he could be the best player on the team. And that was like apparent, you know, two months into his into his rookie season, uh, that this guy's this guy's potential is insane. Um, and and just look out there. If if he <laughs> if he can t- continues to develop more of a bag, and become a a steady, reliable ball handler and and, and more of a playmaker, just just watch out. That combination of of IQ and coachability and length and shooting ability, it's just, it's what every single team in this league is looking for constantly, whether it's through the draft or through trade or anything. Everybody wants a Keegan Murray. Um, So I just wanted to, to, to bring that up. And then, number two, like a lot of people are talking about Chris Duarte and his connection with Domas and how, you know, how him. Uh, how he really missed Domas when uh, when he was traded to the Kings and kind of affected his play over in Indiana. I think the same thing is going to be true for Colby Jones. I think that Colby is a type of player that, um, I mean, Domas just makes everybody around him better. Um, but I think that Colby is just going to love playing with Domas. Um, I think it's going to unlock his game. I saw some cuts tonight, you know, cutting to the basket. Players had the ball in the high key, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's just, that's our offense in a nutshell. And we're talking passes from from Keita in the past games and and from Slauson in this game where I was like, ooh, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see this guy play with Domas. So, yeah, that was just really in, uh, heartening to see.
2: Oh, well said, man. Well said. And Colby Jones, he didn't have a great game tonight as far as just counting stats, right? But he does so many things. And like you said, you said them all. Cutting, uh, he makes the right pass. Defensively, um, he gets to where he needs to be, and uh, he's not a target. He's going to be fine. I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time this year. Um, what do you guys think?
0: Uh, I answered a poll. I think it was. I think it was Tom Witt. That put the poll up. I could be wrong. It might have been Alan Cowell. But someone asked, you know, who's going to get the... Oh, who, who plays the backup three? Um, and, and it was like 90, 90% Duarte. And I actually voted for Colby. I could see that being more of a competition than people think. Like I said, especially within our system. Right now, we're seeing Colby Jones in the, in the Sacramento Kings Summer League system. With Luke Laox coaching, it's it, it, it's it's similar, but it's not the same thing. You're gonna have you're gonna have a much smoother offense with more time to develop and 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 and, and gel as a team in training camp and and before the season starts. Um, and yeah, Chris Duarte's got NBA experience and he's a good player, um, but Colby Jones just does stuff that I've never seen Chris Duarte do. Um, so I don't think it's a lock and I could be completely wrong and he could sit, you know, 95% of the season, but I would not be surprised if reports come out of camp that Colby's running, you know, with the second team, it really would not surprise me just because like you said, he, he makes the right play high basketball like you, uh, he just knows where to be. And as he continues to, you know, develop as a player personally and with this team, I think it could really unlock him.
2: Well, I'm thinking, uh, I'm looking up Christian Brown stats, Brown stats, and it's like, I'm thinking he'll get those types of minutes, just spot minutes here and there, but really impactful, if that makes sense. But uh, we talked about this last night. Guys, I mean, in and it was really, you know, where does Colby Jones get his minutes? But then also I was like, is there a world where Vizenkov just is so lights out? and is, is adequate on defense that he takes that starting four spot over uh, Harrison Burns? Is that possible?
0: I, I will answer if nobody else wants to.
3: I would uh, say probably not right away. You don't think it so? Would, no, no. Not, I mean, I, I think that they've got to like see that starting lineup through. They've got to see like what they – you know, can start the season looking like, and then just kind of take things from there. But I I personally, like, I mean, I would be surprised if he was moved out of the starting lineup before, like, I don't know, December at the earliest, like, and even that seems like kind of early.
2: You think so? So you're saying Sasha could be in there by December.
3: Yeah, uh, or Sasha, or you know, perhaps somebody else. I don't know, um, but I do know that like the big argument against moving Harrison to the bench seems to be his defense. I don't think replacing uh, HB with Sasha is helping you much there.
2: Oh man! But what if he's so automatic that it's it's just Peja all over yes, again? He- you know what I mean?
0: That's the that's the thing for me is I don't regard Harrison Barnes as any kind of special defender. In fact, there's I'd probably consider him on the side of a defensive liability, especially. And I hate to use the word older age because he's thirty one, but he is a little bit older, slowing down a tad. Um, I I think like 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 Daly just said, I think that you might have his offensive impact outweigh. You know his defensive liability, and and that's and that's not to say that Sasha is a is a is a super poor defender. You know I've seen him make some plays where he uses his size and uses his length, and I'm like, okay, this guy's not incompetent. You know, he with some coaching and in and in a proper system, he can be a decent defender. So I would not be surprised at all um, to see Sasha uproot Barnes, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, you move Barnes to the bench, and you instantly have one of the better bench scorers second unit leaders you know guy who when when the second unit is stagnant and can't buy a bucket and the other teams on a 10-0 run barnes will get to the basket that's what he does um so yeah I, i wouldn't be surprised to see him move to the bench in favor of sasha i think that's i think that would be a net positive for the team
2: no i i agree um but I think there's like a prejudice against Sasha Vazenkov just because he's a European player, and so they think he's just going to be a turnstile. The dude is physical, and it's not like he can't move his feet. He he seemed to have at least average athleticism. You know, I mean, have you guys watched his games? Um, did you watch his playoff games? I don't think he's like going to be uh what do they call him? A pine cone or what? A street cone, whatever. Traffic cone. It's he can move and see his feet. He's tough. He's physical. He rebounds.
0: He he's a know. super fierce is. competitor. I mean, every single picture of that guy, his mouth is wide open. There's spit flying out of his mouth. Like like you can tell he plays with intensity. Um, the only difference is instead of you know flying through the air and dunking, he's just you know shooting lasers from beyond the arc. That's just kind of what he does. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I I'm personally super on board the Sasha hype train. I'm incredibly excited to see him play. I think that we might see uh, the best version of him on the Kings, not having to be the number one option. Like he was on Olympiacos and, and just be a guy that gets to run within the flow of the offense and just do what he does best. Um, I'm super excited for Sasha.
2: Yeah. And, and uh, do you guys ever watch those basket news videos? super excellent uh the guy knows his ball his european ball um but yeah he was just saying now he would totally work on the kings because our offense is that complex Uh, there's tons of actions and and that's what he does we're not gonna be one of those nba teams that just says hey stand in the corner we're gonna go uh spread pick and roll and, and you stand in the corner and hit corner threes no we do so many things off ball and so we're going to get him open looks in the most creative ways possible, and and I I really think our offense is going to be tweaked, considering what happened with Golden State and how they top locked our guys and they broke up our our DHOs. So we're going to be doing some different things. We have to, because I, I think the rest of the league is going to adjust. I think Golden State provided the blueprint. Granted, not every team has uh, defenders like Golden State had, but.